Hey friends, this is Fun Therapy, and my name is Mike Foster. And together we're going to dive into the messy and the brutal, but oh so beautiful parts of our not-so-perfect stories. And we're going to do it with a smile. See, I believe love. Love is our oxygen. It sustains life inside of us. The oxygen of love allows us to grow. And yet so many of us resist the very thing that we need. Love that is wanting to flow into you, to bless you with the nourishment that your heart is desiring. Instead, we choose independence or isolation. We convince ourselves we can survive without the oxygen of love until we suffocate and simply wither away. Friend, I want to tell you, you deserve love. You need love. And today is the day to breathe it in. My name is Mike Foster, and this is Fun Therapy. Friends, I'll have to admit, I'm on a bit of a high from last week. I'm feeling very grateful today. I am picturing the faces of everybody who came to last week's strongest workshop here in Carlsbad. And man, we just did some really good work and met some amazing people and had some really honest conversations and I really consider those who attend the the workshop just they're really my heroes because they're digging in and they're growing and they're going after the things that are have been holding them back and there's a lot of tears and a lot of truth and a lot of growth that happened last week so I'm I'm just grateful and sometimes I pinch myself and go I can't believe I get to do this and I get to have this seat in your life. And as we kind of figure out our stories together and we figure out how to turn our setbacks into superpowers, I want to invite you also to the next one. It's, I just put it up uh, last week, just opened it up, opened the registration up. It's June 15th and 16th here in the San Diego Carlsbad area. If you register, by the way, early and you register now, I'm going to send you a copy of my book, a signed copy of my book. I'll send that out to you uh, this week as soon as you register. So it's a little free gift, just a little incentive. By the way, we do have financing available. You you can, interest-free financing. I I just want to make this as easy as possible for you to come. We're going to learn how to turn our pain into power, right? And stop pushing that pain and those emotions and pushing all that stuff down and start pulling it out so you can be free. It's like this two-day boot camp to help you courageously define your identity and become more decisive and confident and connected to yourself and to your heart and to your dreams. There's limited space. uh, So if you'd like to come, again, June 15th and 16th, you can register at my website at mikefoster.tv. Just click on the link that says workshop and that will start the process. So. 
Also, I'm, I'm really excited. There's some uh, speaking engagements coming up where hopefully I get to meet some of you. This week I'll be at Mission Community Church in Gilbert, Arizona. That's in the Phoenix area. Also uh, going to be in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm going to be speaking at New Springs Marriage Conference, Tighten the Knot, on March 7th. That's in Anderson, South Carolina or North Carolina. I don't know. It's in a Carolina. <laughs> I should probably know, but I don't. Um, I didn't do too well in geography. I'm still learning the states and the capitals. I work on it every morning. But uh, hopefully I'll be able, to be able to see you at uh, these events. You can see my schedule. And if you want to inquire about me speaking at your event, you can just go to my website again at mikefoster.tv. Hey, if you want to, and I'd love for you to want to, but it's, your choice. Take a moment and share this episode with a friend. Screenshot your screen, tag me in it, and then I'll reshare it. And I last week or last couple episodes, really, you guys have been so good at doing this. And I so appreciate it that I couldn't actually reshare everything because um, there were just too many of you doing that. However, by the way, it's always helpful. And I was always hit you back and say thank you because it means a lot to me and it really helps the podcast. So in this episode of Fun Therapy, it's just with yours truly, no guests today, but I'm going to talk about relationships and I'm going to talk about conflict and how to navigate that conflict. And whether you're dating, engaged, or married, even if you're not in a relationship right now, this episode's going to really help you, I believe, navigate conflict like a pro and build the kind of relationships that you desire. We're going to talk about discovering our fight style. We're going to talk, I'm going to give you four questions to create connection. We're going to discuss the difference between criticism and feedback. And, and this is probably the most important thing, and the one thing to stop saying that everybody says and needs to stop saying this, stop asking this question when something is wrong in the relationship. I'm going to give you another question to ask and to remove this question that we always say to each other. Super practical. I want it to be super helpful to you. And I hope you'll stay with us on this episode, this relationship Valentine's special episode of Fun Therapy. One of my favorite things to do is to help couples. You know, being in a relationship is difficult. It has a lot of dynamics. And for many of us, we were never really modeled healthy relationships and what that actually looks like and how to have one. And so I really, really love kind of leaning in with couples and really just working on the basics. And that's what I want to do today. Because I, I I truly believe that if we get back to learning some of the fun, fundamentals of relationship building, uh, how to handle conflict, you know, how to make sure that our needs are being expressed, that we really can have just a a relationship that's flow that that's in the flow, and there doesn't have to be so much resistance and suffering honestly that that a lot of us feel 
uh, unnecessarily because usually we're just lacking a few basic tools or a few basic ways to create on-ramps back to the one that you love and care about. And so we're going to talk about communication and how to have better communication. And the first thing, and I'm going to talk about you know a couple different ways to do that, but the first thing that I really want to kind of say is that one of the biggest problems with communication is that we don't hear what someone said. We imagine what they meant. We don't hear what someone said. We imagine what they meant. And typically in that imagination process, we're bringing a lot of our own pain and baggage and history to whatever might've been said and we imagine in all the different ways that that what that person said to us can can stir us up and trigger us and so typically we're not hearing each other well and we're imagining versus really hearing the words that someone said george bernard shaw says this and it's one of my favorite quotes ever he says the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it that it has taken place, right? And that's so true. I mean, think about your relationships. Think about all the the fights or the arguments or the miscommunication that has happened. You know, why doesn't he understand me? Or why does she not honor my needs? Or why why can't why can't we just get along? It's because we 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 think we're talking about things and in a clear concise way but really uh, we think we're having communication but but unfortunately we are missing the mark and so let me give you kind of a fundamental idea here the best way the best way to make sure your partner knows what you need and how you feel is to let them know what you need and how you feel yes you see, so often we we have communication and this communication leads to conflict because we're really not being clear on our needs and our feelings. And friends, ultimately the clarification, the communication of those needs and how we feel about something, that's on us. That's our responsibility. Maybe for you, Maybe the first part of having a healthy relationship is having a healthy heart and having a healthy inquiry inquiry into what your heart needs. I mean, how many times have you been in an argument with somebody or or maybe your husband or wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend, or you've been you've been in an argument, you know, something is said or something is communicated to you and it just really sets you off. And usually what is setting us off is really not what is at the surface level, but really something much deeper that is going on inside of us. In fact, when I'm working with couples, I always say and and remind them that our most frequent complaint towards our partner actually reveals my greatest emotional need, not their greatest flaw. You see, typically when we have criticisms or we're getting angry or we're, we're, we feel 
disconnected maybe from her spouse or partner. This is just revealing an emotional need within you. And many times has very little to do with the other person. And so thinking about inquiry into your needs, being aware of your needs, communicating your needs will really, I believe, help discharge some of the arguments and some of the conflict and frustration that you're feeling because it isn't somebody else's responsibility to understand your needs. It's your responsibility to communicate them. So another thing that I always encourage couples to do when they're struggling with conflict is to make sure that they're not transferring problems back and forth, but they're teaming up on them. And what do I mean by that is, you know, typically an argument or conflict that we might be in, we just pass the problem back and forth to each other. And we say, it's your responsibility. It's your fault. You need to fix it. And that that's, you know, that's a war, right? That's a battle. I want to encourage you if, if you can, as best as you can, don't transfer the problems, but team up on them. Make sure that you're standing side by side on something. Ask yourself, are we wearing the same uniform? Are we team foster here? Are we wearing the same uniform? Do we have the same, you know, hat on, you know, with the same logo? Or are we on different teams? You know, I'm wearing uh, a Yankees uniform and my wife Jennifer is wearing an Angels uniform because she's an angel, right? But that means we're on different teams and that we're competing and we're competitors and we're battling out something and someone's trying to win versus us being on the same team. And so team up on your problems. Don't simply just transfer them. Okay, here's a here's a little tip I want to give you too. You know, we, oftentimes we sense in our partner that something is brewing. One of the things that my wife and I, and that's just a, such a part of our relationship is, so I'm a feeler and I can kind of sense pretty easily and pretty quickly when something is amiss in our relationship. And let me tell you guys, again, we've been married for 20, almost 25 years, 25 years in June, been together for 30 years. We still have problems. We still fight. All those things are part of our relationship. So we still are learning ourselves. But one of the things that we struggle with as a couple is, you know, the things that are sitting below the surface, we know there's something wrong and we don't know how to necessarily get uh, that on-ramp, that healthy on-ramp to discussing it. And so one of the biggest mistakes that I make and even my wife makes with me is we ask the question, what's wrong? What's wrong, right? I want to encourage you, stop asking that question. Stop asking what's wrong. Number one, the reason why I want you to stop asking that question is because it's inherently negative, right? It, it, it sets the posture and the energy around a neg negative statement. What's wrong? Okay, so what do you say instead of asking what's wrong? Do this, ask what's needed. What's needed right now, Jennifer? What do you need? 
See, that feels a little bit more positive, right? It feels more compassionate and caring versus what's wrong. Especially you take a what's wrong question, you put that out there and you have kind of a sassy tone or a snarky tone or a harsh tone, all of a sudden, like, boom, that that conversation is not off to a good start. So don't ask what's wrong. Ask what's needed. And we'll be right back in just a moment. Friends, I wanted to share with you a simple and easy resource that I've created for couples called Five Dates. My wife and I created this fun workbook for dating, engaged, and married couples to help them create connection and positivity by getting back to the basics. We've had almost 30,000 couples use this easy tool and resource to build strength into their relationship. It's again, very easy. You take 10 to 15 minutes and you do some pre-work, a little bit of reading. There's some creative assessments and then you get together with your main squeeze, go out on a date and have a positive, encouraging conversation that is guaranteed to create connection. You can go to my website at mikefoster.tv forward slash shop. Uh, this week for Valentine's Day, it's actually 30% off. Five dates is 35, 30% off the bundle. And don't work on your problems. Work on your togetherness and create the relationship you've always wanted. Again, it's available now at my online store at mikefoster.tv. And now back to our episode. All right, now I want to take a moment and I want to talk about the difference between criticism and feedback. And this distinction between those two things, even though they may look similar and sound similar and may be similar in your mind, I want to make sure that we understand the difference between the two words and what it looks like and the, and the categorical difference between criticism and feedback. So let's talk about this. So criticism, first of all, takes us out of connection. Okay. When you start to criticize somebody, you are pushing them away. You are creating distance between the two of you. Your criticism looks like character assassination. Criticism looks like blame and admonishment. And so if you're, if you're having a lot of tension or a lot of conflict or a lot of fights, you may want to, you may want to look at your approach to criticism. And maybe you're critiquing your partner. Maybe you're pointing out the flaws. Maybe you're saying what you don't like about them, everything that they're doing wrong. That is criticism. And that's an attack on their character. It's often putting all the blame on them. And that's just not going to produce a very good result. So feedback. Feedback is what I want to encourage you to lean into. And feedback at its core is relational. Feedback can actually draw you close. And it's kind of a three-step process. Feedback 
it, it begins with empathy, which means we're going to have, we're going to empathize here with each other. I, my heart is going to connect to your heart. Uh, I, I feel you right now. We are, we are close. So it begins with empathy and then it moves to curiosity. We're learning, we're discovering, we're maybe asking questions, we're getting clarity. And then it ends with collaboration. And what I mean by collaboration is I'm committing to you, not for you to go fix something and go do something. Again, that's criticism. But feedback says, let's partner together. Whatever I'm going to say here, whatever I'm going to give in terms of feedback, I want to participate in helping this become a reality. And so the difference between criticism and feedback is huge. But if you can begin to think about maybe your approach in terms of your conversations and conflict and maybe some, some of the struggles that you're facing right now in your relationship, lean towards the feedback, make it relational, begin with empathy, move to curiosity, and then end with collaboration. All right. Another thing that I think is really important to is to recognize each other's preferred fight styles. And one of the things that I talk about and write about is there's kind of two different categories between fight styles. There's the Godzilla's and the turtles. And typically we learn our fight styles in our families, our family of origin. And so for me, one of the things like I, I'm a Godzilla and Jennifer's a turtle. Okay. And so we have to be aware of the different fight styles that we have and that we have learned over the years and, and through our upbringings and by watching our parents fight or watching how we did conflict within our families. And first, let me, let me actually unpack kind of what is a Godzilla fight style and what is a turtle fight style. And I want you to think about as I'm unpacking that, which style do you use when there's an argument or a fight? So Godzilla's, Godzilla's utilize intensity, right? They're fire breathing and it's about the right now fight style. And so we're going to deal with this. We're going to deal with it now and it might get loud and it might roar, but that's the way Godzilla's do fights. Okay. That's how they do conflict. It's fire breathing, right? You can just imagine do you, that squeal or that, that yell of Godzilla. It's like, rah, that's, a Godzilla fight style. And a lot of you are raising your hand and going, yep, that's me. That's my fight style. And my guess is you probably could think about your way your parents fought or how you fought in your family. Like that was modeled to you in some way. Now turtles, and by the way, I'm a Godzilla. I know that's kind of hard. People think, oh, Mike, you're so calm and collective. Nope. When it comes to fighting, it's like fire breathing. It's right now. It's intense. Let's get to it. It's kind of the Navy SEAL of me, I guess. Navy SEAL part of me. Uh, turtles. Turtles, on the other hand, utilize the slow, retreating, and passive-aggressive fight style. Okay, so turtles like to process. 
turtles typically will retreat from any conflict. Uh, but that doesn't mean turtles don't, don't, it's not like they're sort of these innocent little things and they're, they, they then lean into, instead of talking about something or communicating about, you know, whatever the problem might be, they take a passive aggressive, they quietly make you suffer. And they're the ones that when you ask them, you know, is anything wrong? Even though, again, that's not the question we want to ask anymore. Is anything wrong? Oh, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. It's all good. And yet they're stewing underneath and they're raging underneath and they're so frustrated underneath, but they would never tell you because they're in their little turtle shell and they're just going to be quiet and, and they don't really like conflict. And so they'd rather just sort of passively have this thing be prolonged over the days and weeks to come until finally you have an opportunity to talk about it. Now, here's something really important to know about fight styles, whether you're a Godzilla or a turtle. And by the way, sometimes a relationship will have two Godzillas. Sometimes a relationship will have two turtles in it. My relationship with Jennifer, she's the turtle. I'm the Godzilla. These are fight styles, again, that we learned. And I want to invite you into a different fight style. And I call that the teddy bear style. And this is really who you are underneath the hurt and defensiveness that you might be feeling in that moment. The teddy bear style is soft and strong and loving. And the beauty of, of growth and change and becoming a whole and healthy you the, is that you actually, as an adult now, get to choose what your fight style is. And you don't have to sort of default to the Godzilla or the turtle. Now, we have to be aware of our fight styles. We have to understand kind of where we're coming from and own it. But I think it's an opportunity for us to grow in this area and not just default to patterns that probably aren't very helpful for us in terms of creating connection. Okay, so I want to I want to wrap this up and I want to give you kind of four questions that uh, we actually write about in our playbook for couples, which is a little kind of date idea and how to do weekly connections. And uh, again, all this stuff is available at our website. But uh, these four questions are questions that Jennifer and I use every week. It's kind of our weekly check-in because life is busy. There's a lot going on. And sometimes we don't actually get to have strategic conversations with each other. So we use these four questions to create that, that weekly check-in. It, it takes you know, 10 minutes or so uh, to go through these four questions. And so I want to give you the four questions. And I want to encourage you to start using them in your relationship. And the first question is this, what brought you joy or happiness this week? It gives you an opportunity to start the conversation with something really positive, something encouraging. You know, and, and it's a little bit more specific than, you know, how was your week? It's like, what brought you joy or happiness this week? It orients our, our heart and our posture around gratitude, right? And that's always a good place to start. So the second question for a weekly check-in would be, what was a challenge for you in our relationship this week? You know, what, what was difficult? What caused some, some, some grinding? What uh, did you feel like wasn't quite flowing 
in our relationship and and give an opportunity to to verbalize that and speak that and communicate that with your partner. The third third um, question, and by the way, these questions are designed so stuff doesn't sit below the surface and kind of stew and, and, and bubble up and get built up over weeks, sometimes months. It gives us an opportunity to discharge some of this information and some of this emotion and really just kind of get some clarity in the relationship. And so the third question is this, did we have any communication missteps that we need to clarify right now or move to a healthier place? And the reality is most relationships have communication missteps. Something has been said, something has come up that, that hurt a little bit, that, um, you know, that you were frustrated by, that maybe made you angry, but you just kind of buried it. And let's just own our communication missteps. And again, we're not trying to fix things. We're just trying to put things out, you know, to talk about and to, to just verbalize and get, have the opportunity to move to a healthier place. So did we have any communication missteps that we need to clarify or move to a healthier place? And that's really giving the, your partner the benefit of the doubt, assuming that maybe they didn't mean what they said, right? And that's a much more positive approach. And then finally, the last question for your weekly check-in is, what is one specific thing I can do for you this week? This is an opportunity for you to serve them, to love them well, to know, again, what is the need that I can help um, meet this week for you? And again, it's one specific Thing. Those words are very critical here. What is one specific thing? Don't give a laundry list. Don't give five things, but what is one specific thing? Really what you're asking for in this question is what is the primary need that you have that I would like to partner with or serve you in this area to, to help that need be met? And so the four, again, these are the weekly check-ins. Do it every week. Go to coffee at Starbucks. Go on a date. Have a sit down on the couch. Just take 10 minutes and, and use these weekly check-in questions. What brought you joy or happiness this week? What was a challenge for you in our relationship? Did we have any communication missteps to clarify or move to a healthier place? And what is one specific thing I can do for you this week? Well, I hope that's been helpful for you in your relationship. And again, whether you're in a relationship or not, it really doesn't matter. These are just principles to help you interact with somebody else in a healthy way, real and authentic and vulnerable way. And I hope that some of the things that we talked about in today's episode were helpful to you. If you've enjoyed this episode, uh, please, again, make sure to share with your friends and followers, take a screenshot of your phone, Make sure to tag me in it uh, at Mike Foster 2000. Don't forget about five dates and all my relationship products are at my website. Take that next step for your relationship. If you're like, hey, yeah, there's some things that kind of struck me today or kind of made me see and, and realize that maybe there's some some areas of improvement that, that could happen in our relationship. You can get all that stuff at my website, uh, all my relationship and marriage resources at MikeFoster.tv. 
I want to say thanks to Sleeping at Last for all the beautiful music. Isn't it wonderful to have such an incredible soundtrack for this podcast? I'm so grateful for Ryan um, Sleeping at Last. And make sure to get all of his music at sleepingatlast.com. And friends, remember, no matter what has happened in your story, no matter what has happened in your week, no matter what has happened in your day, that your setbacks can become your superpowers. And honesty is always the best policy. We'll see you again next time on the Fun Therapy Podcast.